Yeah. I'm it's cold. actually cold, which is pretty freaking well, awesome. Well, I mean, to some people, it probably isn't cold. No, but it's cold for Austin. Yeah. And it's actually lasted more than a week. Sort of. It's gone away and then come back. But it's been like under 90 for the past week, which is amazing. Doesn't happen very often here in Austin, Texas, especially not in October. Yeah, it's usually not till like I January. Don't know. Yeah, January. <laughs> I mean, it starts like, to get cold. Like Christmas is usually in the 70s. Right. 70s or 80s sometimes. But it's usually muggy, you know, like the movie. Uh, Christmas is like where there's snow outside and well, because of the heat, there's no snow. There's just rain. And so you get this Still love the holidays, though. nasty muggy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You hole up inside, you wear your PJs, you open presents, you drink, uh, hot cocoa. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. You partake in a bunch of baked goods and various cured meats. Maybe not cured, but maybe smoked oh smoked turkey man i'm not even hungry but all of this sounds so amazing right now <laughs> i'm not a yeah i'm not a ham person no yeah it's no but smoked turkey it, yes like your regular baked turkey or whatever roasted turkey that's what it's called right roast um it's kind of give or take like a lot of the times it's kind of dry and doesn't have too much flavor which is why you slather on the gravy but uh a good smoked turkey oh you don't need no gravy oh, get that gravy out there so good even the turkey sandwiches that you have for the next month are fan flipping tastic i love it dang it's a good time of year y'all tea feels so good right now nice it was so hard to get out of bed because I'm like, it's cold in our room and I'm snuggled up next to this adorable little baby and I don't want to get up. <laughs> Did she have her hands in your face? No. She usually like stretches out like Superman style. Well, I mean, bed. she's not because my head's on the pillow. She's not up to my face. Okay. She, she'll have her hands like stretched out to my chest. But Gotcha. Funny little girl. She just sleeps all sprawled out, which is super cute. <laughs> she is super cute. But that's how I felt last night. I fell asleep. I like. I got super tired, super early, like nine o'clock. And I was like, okay, I'll close my eyes for fifteen minutes. I was wondering what time you came to bed because I felt like I kept waking up and then I still saw light. So yeah. I fell asleep downstairs. <laughs> I was trying to read. I'm trying to read my textbooks, get all my reading done for the week so that I can actually jump into the, the coursework that I have. Uh, didn't work out. I find that if I'm reading and I'm tired, I just get more tired and I fall asleep. So I took like an hour nap and then I was like, no, 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 wake up, read, read, read. I read a page and then took another like hour nap and then I read a little bit more and then I finally gave up and I was like, I can't continue reading i'm just gonna fall asleep because i didn't want to drink coffee it's funny because i was reading in bed nice and i kept falling asleep so i was yeah. like okay i'm i'm done i'm going to sleep yeah i didn't want to make myself coffee at 10 o'clock at night you know it usually doesn't affect me that bad i just don't want to rely on coffee like i don't i don't want my body to get used to 
drinking caffeine all the time or else being tired uh, because I'm rebellious and I'm like, no, I can't rely on that. So I uh, didn't want coffee. I already drank tea in the morning, so I already had enough caffeine. So I was trying to brute force it and just totally failed. And then I slept in till like almost seven o'clock this morning. So all around, I just slept a lot less. <laughs> well, that's good. It means your body needed it. Yeah, but there's still a lot of stuff that I need to get done. <laughs> so here we are recording a podcast instead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, excuse me, sorry. It's all good, babe. All right, well, do we have any other small talk? Any any things that you want to bring up? Talk about? Taco about? Tacos. Always good, whether it's cold or warm outside. They're delicious. Oh, I saw something on, someone posted something on Facebook. That was a meme. It was just a picture of a burrito. It looked like a Chipotle burrito. Memes. And yeah, memes. It was a meme. It, it was very meme-y. Uh, and it was like, like, be honest. A burrito is everything about a taco, but way better. Something along those lines. And I was thinking about it and I was like, well, I could see how you would come to that conclusion because they're both very similar and burritos are awesome. Don't get me wrong. But I eat a lot of tacos. Tacos are way more versatile. Mm-hmm. Like you can do a taco a million different ways. Right. And, and tacos, you can. You can do fish tacos, chicken tacos, ground beef tacos. Yeah. Apparently some people put tofu in their tacos because you can do asian tacos Why would you do that okay asian. <coughs> crazy asians <coughs> um no we don't think you're crazy asians no i sorry my boss calls everyone crazy i like for no reason when he first meets you it's like it's a crazy dave i'm not dave but you know so it yeah sorry it's rubbing off on me i sh probably shouldn't talk about people groups like that <laughs> Sorry, Asians. I love you. You're not crazy. I'm crazy. You're not crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, where was I going with that? Oh, tacos. Yeah. So tacos. Uh, taco doesn't necessarily. I know. I know everyone who doesn't uh, live on the border. Wow, we're towns. actually talking about tacos. Yeah. Kind of I mean, funny. you brought it up. So here we go down this path chasing this rabbit. So obviously, Texas right next to Mexico. Uh, tacos so, are like a way of life here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Breakfast tacos for anyone who lives outside of Texas. Mm. Amazing. Try it. You will love it. I know it sounds crazy. If you've never had a taco for breakfast, do it. Put eggs in that mug and whatever various and sundry deliciousness you want to fry up some potatoes, you know, um, whatever kind of like ground meat, if you want to put some in there, you know, like some chorizo, if you even know what chorizo is, or sausage, so good. Or just bean and cheese tacos. Awesome for breakfast. Anyways, um, okay, so the thing about tacos is that they don't have to be hard shell. If all you know is Taco Bell and you think, oh, well, the tacos are the hard shell version of the burrito, that's not true. You can have a soft taco and then it's pretty similar to a burrito, but the top is open so that you have these awesome layers 
thing about a burrito is that you have layers, but you don't know where the layers are. So you could take a bite and just get a mouthful of sour cream. And it's like, why am I even eating this? <laughs> I mean, sour cream is awesome, but a mouthful of sour cream yeah, and no tortilla? Thanks. No bueno. But if you can see what you're eating through a taco, oh, man. Tacos are awesome. Burritos are awesome, too. But tacos are awesome. We have tacos pretty frequently. Yeah. Probably we make tacos. We make a big batch of tacos, uh, like a bunch of taco meat. Um, usually like at the beginning of the week and then eat the rest of the tacos three or four days later. You know, we're, we're having leftovers. We probably do that, what, twice a month? Something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm in the mood for some tacos now. Dude, what is up with food? I'm like talking about turkey and now tacos and... You Are you hungry? Turkey tacos. <laughs> no, I had a piece of toast. I had my cup of coffee. Ooh, a piece of toast. Yeah. Awesome breakfast. I had my smoothie in the fridge. To take to work. Yeah. What's Hi, cars. The... Oh, yeah. Trash truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our son is obsessed with cars at the moment, which is a lot of fun. It actually is a lot of fun. He's such a little boy. He got a bunch of toys, or excuse me, a bunch of car toy cars for his birthday, and he just loves them. And now when he sees cars outside, or he hears cars, he's just like, truck. Or careful, watch out, because <laughs> we tell him not to cross the street, you know, to watch for cars if you ever get in the road. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Love that kid too. Love both our kids. Pretty, pretty cool. They are. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. All right. So do we want to jump into it? Just go. Take it ahead. away. Okay. Fair warning, this is going to be kind of weird, and you're probably going to laugh when we when you hear what we're going to talk about. Today. Because it's laughable. Yes, but <laughs> I do want to kind of explain myself a little bit, because I agree that it's laughable, but I don't think our first reaction should always just be mocking. I think that we do need to um, address things that people bring up, like you should show dignity and respect uh, for people with whom you respect. You, you should be respectful. That's what I'm trying to say um, to everyone. So. Sun is now right in my eyes. No! It's reflecting off of the window. Do you want to wear my hat? There. Your hat? Yeah, I've got my peaky hat right over there. There's a trucker hat right there. Oh. Put that on. All right, everyone out there in podcast land, just imagine Samantha wearing a trucker hat. No, I'm not wearing a trucker hat. She never wears... Well, why are you putting on that Dr. Seuss hat? Why do you have a chainsaw? What's wrong with you? Sorry, that was a stupid, like, office reference. Oh, dang. Now you just can't see my eyes very well. Yeah. So you may be asleep and I won't even know. Mm, sleep. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, actually, this was probably, like, when we first started the podcast, one of the first few episodes, we were brainstorming ideas of what to talk about, and Samantha, you had said that recently you had seen a lot of people on Facebook posting about a certain theory, and, uh, what, what, what exactly was that theory? 
it's kind of hard for me to say it without laughing. So please forgive me. But the the flat earth theory. Yes. The theory that the earth is flat. So when when you mentioned it, I I admit I laughed too. I was just kind of like, well, why do we even need to talk about that? When what, what the heck is going on? And then like clockwork, of course, one of my friends on Facebook, this is not this is someone I met through Facebook, through um a group that I'm a part of that is biblical in nature. Um he had added me, we'd become friends. He starts posting a lot about the earth being flat and how the Bible says that the earth is flat. And um kind of caught me off guard, to be honest. Because at first, I thought, okay, this is just, you know, the conspiracy theorists believe that the Earth is flat and everyone's trying to fool you. NASA is fake. There was never any moon landing that was all just shot on a soundstage in Hollywood, right? Like, you know, Illuminati controls the world, kind of like conspiracy theorists. 9-11 was an inside job. All that fun stuff. Like, it it, it would be easy for me to just laugh it off and say, well... Well, of course, there's the people that see everything, you know, that see, like, these world powers behind everything. So it threw me for a loop when I saw someone whom I consider to be biblically sound, you know, someone who um, is not just casually Christian, however you define that term, who was espousing this belief that the earth is flat. And then he started posting things talking about Bible verses that say that the earth is flat. So then I had to stop and you know, stop laughing and actually address like, okay, this guy is using the Bible to say that the earth is flat. So maybe I should at least take a look into this and see um, why why a Christian would believe that the earth is flat. Like, like, what is it here? It's not just a conspiracy theory thing. It is like these people are using the Bible to back up this belief. So, um, Samantha, what is your history with flat earth? Like, did you just see it pop up or do you know anyone who, who have these ideas? Um, well, I guess technically the first time I saw flat earth theory was watching Disney's the sword in the stone when Merlin (laughs) brings up a picture and the earth is flat and Merlin says, you know, that in however many hundreds of years, the people will realize that the earth is round. Nice. Um, but when I became a member of certain groups... Stupid dogs, sorry. Um, like Christian groups, groups that don't don't support this theory, but um, people would bring it up. I can't remember. It, it was someone specific who started talking about it a lot, not in support of it, but just like is this is this a real thing like why do people actually believe this um yeah. 
But then I just started seeing it pop up a lot more and a lot more and a lot more. Just not people supporting it, but people being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There are actually people who believe this. Um, well, yeah, because also one of my knee jerk reactions is like, is this person just joking? Like, is this just a parody? Are they just making fun of people who actually believe this? You know, like, are they just trolling? <laughs> That's what I mean. Um, and actually, I was introduced to this concept uh, just earlier this morning when I was taking a look at some more information on this, on the flat earth theories. Um, there's this idea called Poe's Law that says that the extreme position of of a certain well the the extremist in an idea like the extreme people who hold to an idea are close if not identical to the extreme forms of parodying that same idea if that makes any sense so like basically um if you hold to something and you hold to something extreme like extremely strongly to that so like the far left or the far right mm -hmm. um if you're an extremist then um an extreme form of parody of your position <coughs> would be almost identical to the actual position does that make any sense at all so like someone say snl who parodies the far left or the far right generally the far right um <laughs> would actually generally represent your position pretty well yeah the extreme form of your position um which makes it all the more confusing for everyone watching like is this parody or is this real because they are almost identical because of how ridiculous the extreme view is and how ridiculous the parody is right. as well. And so I feel like um, that comes into play also when I'm taking a look at, at people trying to explain these ideas. It's like, I can't tell if you're joking because this seems so um, outside of the norm. Um, and they would say, well, yeah, of course it's outside of the norm because everyone's been brainwashed and you've taken the blue pill instead of the red pill and go watch the Matrix and then you'll open up your mind and then you'll be woke and then wear these Levi's. <sighs> oh my god that was a really good sketch though oh yeah yeah we should probably plug that uh <laughs> I'll, I'll drop a link in the description snl did um one of like the best videos that i've seen from snl in a long time it's with um uh what's his name he's in blade runner uh, he's in the notebook. Ryan. Ryan Gosling. There you go. Um, it's it's a skit called Levi Wokes. It's about these new pair of pants that Levi is releasing. Not really, but sort of. Um, it is a parody, but it's just so good. Link in the description. Go watch it. Laugh. Uh, it's awesome. Get woke. I can't believe people actually use that term. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what that means. It means like you're awake to what everyone else is asleep to. You know, uh, like everyone is sheeple. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I got woke. I ain't sleeping. I'm woke. Like not even I woke up, but I am woke. So it's improper English on purpose. Intentionally. Yeah. To to rile people up, to, to ruffle feathers so that you would wake up. I mean, so that you would be woke. Uh, millennials. I am one. Uh, so this position of flat earth 
where does it uh, where does it come from what what how how do people come to the conclusion that the earth is flat well um at least from what i have taken a look to cuz i'm specifically trying to address the christian version of of the flat earth position i don't really care much for pure conspiracy theorists um stuff that talks about okay so the illuminati controls the world and they're they're saying this to hold you in subjection so that you'll believe that the earth is round i i don't understand that argument i frankly don't really care because if you don't have a logical center to what you believe that logical center being god and being how god has revealed himself um, and the reason that we can actually trust in logic is because god himself is logical like that's part of his character if you don't have that logical center then sh- i mean you can believe whatever you want and you can find facts however you want to and you can you know believe in string theory and, and you can base what you believe on anything you want to. And while sometimes it's it's um, beneficial to argue the different points of what people believe, in this case, I'm just completely uninterested um, in someone who is not a Christian. But what does interest me is why someone who is a Christian would be so, um, I'm going to use this cultural term, anti-science in this regard. Um, I think the Christian church in general is pegged as anti-science. And this is somewhere that like is kind of shameful because I think it actually is. (laughs) If you actually believe the earth is flat, like I think you're kind of going against hundreds and I would say thousands of years of scientific research. And you're, yeah, just ignoring evidence. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're skewing it a different way. So you're using facts to and, 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 and imparting your idea into those facts to come up with a different answer than what has generally been regarded as the truth for a very long time. As I've looked into this, I'll just say this for first, as I've looked into this, the idea that, um, ancient cultures believed that the earth was flat and only recently have we decided in the the geocentric model have we used the geocentric model of uh, of a spherical earth um i have through research i have come to see that that is not true that lots of older cultures um believed that the earth was a ball and not flat um one particular uh, person that talks about is Thomas Aquinas. He talks about how the earth is a ball. Obviously that's, I mean, that's only a thousand years between a thousand and 2000 years ago. Um, but it's, it is not a recent development that people believe that the earth is round. It is actually more recent to believe that the earth is flat. Um, now in, in terms of like the specific mathematical formulae, sure. That's more recent, but, um, it's been generally accepted for quite a long time that the earth is spherical in shape. So, uh, gosh, where do we begin? Christian flat earth, the the idea that the Bible says that the earth is flat. Um, there are scriptures. I've been trying to take a look to, to, to attempt to take seriously this position to see like why people would believe this. And they come up with Bible verses like this. Um, I've got a list of them here. 
Um, so Isaiah eleven twelve, it talks about how, uh, okay, and he shall set up an ensign, ensign, I don't know what that is, for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So how can you have corners on a ball? Balls don't have corners. Only if it's flat can you have corners, especially four corners. So it has to be rectangular or most, a square yeah most most of the uh the models that i've seen of a flat earth are circular mm-hmm. um so i don't i don't see how that pertains to it but also revelation 7 1 after these things i saw four angels standing on four corners of the earth okay so also that idea of four corners um job thirty eight thirteen. um it might take hold of the ends of the earth so how can you have an end to the earth if your earth is a sphere? There is no end. It just continues onward forever. Um, lots of other passages that talk about the ends of the earth. Okay. Um, what are some other ones? Okay, so the earth having pillars. Uh, Job 9.6 says he shakes the earth from its place and makes its pillars tremble. So the flat earth model um, has pillars below the flat earth and then a dome on top of the flat earth so how can you have pillars on a ball i mean i i don't want to go into it but if you're talking literally i will anyways (laughs) if you're talking literally i i think i've seen globes you know like those globes you have in a library yeah on a stand with pillars before so i mean that's that's possible too um so uh, more passages in Job's. Where were you in Job? Where were you when you laid Job's. when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Where's the foundation of a of a ball? You know, you can only have a foundation if it's flat Earth. Oh, yeah, I don't even like playing the devil's advocate here. So, <laughs> um, another passage in Job that it may take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it. Okay, edges. How can you have edges in a ball? Um, yeah, maybe, I'm, I'm just going to end it right there. This is generally the type of argumentation that I've seen when I look into it. That the scripture uses these terms, the ends of the earth, the four corners of the earth, the edges of the earth, the pillars of the earth, the foundation of the earth. Right, but the thing is, is that whenever I've seen people try to argue with, um, who are defending this theory and use those verses, there's no context whatsoever. They just throw the verses out there. Mm -hmm. Right, Uh, like I just did. Yeah. No context. Yeah. Yeah, there's, (laughs) you have to have context. (laughs) Right. Are those scriptures actually talking about the way that the earth is composed? Right. You have to think about the book that they're in, how the book is written. Um, basically, it really depends on how you just interpret scripture as a whole as to what your view on this is. Right. So your biblical hermeneutics, basically. Exactly. And that is why I actually, when you brought this up, because at first I just kind of laughed about it, why I think it is actually beneficial to talk about this and why we should show respect to people who come um, with 
frankly, crazy ideas like this um, is because there is a deeper issue at root here than simply, oh, I believe this and you believe that. The issue is with biblical interpretation. Um, Using the scriptures to say, what you take the scriptures to mean, are you pulling scriptures out and eisegeting, which means to to put something into the text. Like, are you trying to make your point by pulling these scriptures out at random and saying that they mean something that you want to say? Or are you exegeting and pulling something out of the text that the text is actually saying? So scripture is God's word and God's revelation of himself. And so we need to realize that what we should be attempting to see what God is saying through scripture, not take scripture and try to use it to say what we want it to say. Right. So that, that I think is, is why I even want to have this conversation about flat earth is how do they use the scriptures to explain what they're trying to say, I think is the main point of this entire thing because people do it not just with flat earth theory, but with all kinds of ideas people take scripture out of context and put scriptures together in order to say something that they want to say in order to say something false. That's how the prosperity gospel is so prevalent today is because people take scriptures out of context. Mm -hmm. They take scriptures out of old Testament books that are talking about the downfall of Israel and say, Oh, you should always be prosperous and you should never get sick because God doesn't want that for you. Well, God is talking about destruction in the middle of this and his ultimate redemption in Jesus Christ. And that is so much more meaningful and so much more powerful in light of all eternity than talking about your cold or your card problems. (sighs) You're not the center of scripture, (laughs) just like the earth isn't the center of the universe. Um, So biblical interpretation is the key to all of this. Yeah, because if you take everything in the Bible literally, I mean, you're going to believe a whole lot of weird things. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. The scripture uses a lot of metaphors. Yeah. Um, That, that's how, and I think, I think that's the beauty of scripture. It's diverse in its type of literature. It's not just one book from end to end. It's 66 different books, and they all use words differently. Yeah, if, if you're reading Psalms and you take everything in the Psalms literally, like, God help you, you will come up with all Or kinds Song of, of weird... Solomon. Yeah. You think his wife, like, actually looks like that, like, has goats on her face and, like... <laughs> it's poetry. Yeah. Um. So... When you see verses like this talking about the ends of the earth, you have to you have to evaluate what it means and what it means in context of what God was saying in that scripture. Not not that there is some secret code to what God says in every third verse God is talking about this one idea and so if you pull out if you put in this code and this algorithm and take these letters, these ancient Hebrew letters, and you'll see that God spells out that the earth is flat. If if God is revealing himself, if God, if the purpose of scripture is for God to reveal who he is, then why would he hide it behind 
these dumb codes and and like this crossword puzzle of Greek letters. That's not what God's doing. God God has never done that. When we see the fulfillment of the Old Testament in Jesus, Jesus doesn't say, oh, well, well, you Pharisees, you didn't read these scriptures that the Aleph here in this stanza uh, pertains to the, 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 I don't know, the Beth. I think Beth is the second letter of the Greek. Anyways, he doesn't use Bible codes to say you should have seen these codes. No, he makes it plain. He says that in the road to Emmaus, when Jesus was with the, the two travelers, I don't remember who the travelers were, he explains the scriptures all the way from the beginning to, you know, from, from Genesis to Malachi and explains how Jesus fulfilled those scriptures. He doesn't go into codes and the secret Illuminati that was holding you back from these things. No, it's, it's your own flesh that, that prevents you from seeing these, what has been plainly shown by God. Mm Mm-hmm. And not only does God not hide himself, there um, the other issue with interpretation that I see is a big problem when I when I take a look at the verses that they use to back up the claims of the earth being flat, is that they take everything literal. Right. Absolutely literal. So the verses that I read earlier, at least the portions of verses that I read earlier, talked about the ends of the earth. Um can you make that same claim if I were to say uh, I would go to the ends of the earth for you? D- do you automatically assume I'm a flat earther because I said that? No. No, of course not. I, I just know that you mean you love me. Yeah. It's a figure of speech. Yeah. Right? And it is faulty to assume that the scripture does not use figures of speech. Right. Um, that's where I was going to go Jesus with this. Jesus talks in parables, for yeah. goodness sake. <laughs> he uses metaphor all the time. Yeah, when he talks about the pillars of the earth or the foundation of the earth, he's speaking, he's using a figure of speech. He's speaking in metaphor right. to talk about the establishment of the earth. Also, if it, it's anachronistic to assume that God would always speak in scientific terms. So what an anachronism is, is it's basically assuming that everyone has always had the same information as you. It Well, actually, it has to do with, with chronology. It has to do with time. So at this point in time, in 2017, we have certain assumptions because of our culture and because of the scientific progress and things like that. Like, okay, we know the speed of light, okay? For God to... to if you assume that God is going to be 100% like scientifically um, uh, meticulous in everything that he has spoken in his word, it would not have made sense to the original authors what they were even writing, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense. Like God did not say in, in Genesis 1, let there be light, and then light came, I don't even know what the equation is for the speed of light, <laughs> but he doesn't meticulously say, and then light came barreling out of the darkness at, you know, 1.3 million miles a second. Of course not. He just mm-hmm. said light came. Because, because God is revealing himself in his word, he speaks so that we can understand it. Right. And the Israelites would not have understood that. Like, wh- what are you talking about speed of light? Mm-hmm. Light is light. Is light. Mm-hmm. You turn it on. Or not, you don't turn it on because <laughs> they didn't have electricity. Uh, not that they didn't have it. They couldn't control it. Okay, anyways, they didn't have light bulbs. Um, but they understood the fire gives you light, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
So to assume that when when God says the foundation of the earth, th- people understood that to mean the beginning, right. what God created. They didn't understand that to mean, oh, well, there is a literal foundation on this flat earth. Um, that's not what God was trying to say. And, and he does that all the time. God speaks so that we understand. So... In um, in the story, I believe it's in Joshua, where the sun stood still. Okay, that's another that's another flat earther thing. How can the sun stand still if if the Earth is the one that's moving? No, are you calling God a liar that the sun stood still? The sun is always standing still in a heliocentric model. God is not. The scripture says that the sun stood still. That doesn't mean that the physical sun ball the star in the sky actually stopped its route that's not what it means what it means is that what visibly happened here on earth was the sun stood still if i said the sun rose this morning you don't think you don't automatically assume that oh therefore i'm a flat earther and i think that the sun actually revolves around the earth i don't but we talk in this way like the sun moves in the sky that the sun rises from the eat rises from I don't know where it rises. Dang it. Rises from one side and goes down on the other (laughs) side. Uh, I know it goes east and west. I don't remember which one. Rises in the east. Rises in the east. Okay. There you go. So, but when you say that, you don't actually mean, oh, the sun is therefore revolving around the earth. No, but that is how we view the sun from our vantage point. Mm -hmm. That's how we view it. So we use these terms, but we're not trying to be scientifically meticulous in what we're saying. We're just explaining the occurrence as we see it. And God does the same thing. He talks down to us because we can't understand it any other way. If God actually explained to us what was going on in the universe when the sun stood still at that moment, we would have no idea what he's talking about. The Israelites would have had no idea what he's talking about. So you can't just assume, you can't just take a scripture and assume that the literal interpretation of what it's saying, the literalistic, where every single word means um, a certain thing. Scripture uses different genres, and it speaks differently within the different genres. And so it, it behooves us as Christians to understand what those genres are, to better understand what God is saying. Right. Yeah. That was my point, is that the the literal, taking verses out of context and and using them literally to support an idea that goes against what natural revelation shows us, i.e. science, shows us, um, is is faulty. You're not putting your faith in God and not on science. What you're doing is you're skewing the words of God to mean what you think that they mean. Sorry, I'm trying to think if I should even bring something up because I, I mean that that also you can kind of go um, to the whole like old Earth creationism or new Earth creationism, and we can have that discussion as well. Um, or, or you, I mean that also ties into the the idea of the Big Bang, and well, science tells us you know that we were um, created out of this Big Bang billions and trillions and Googleplex millions ago, whatever. Um, and I, I deny that. I don't think that that's what happened, even though 
you know, the, the people say that science would say that. I, I don't think science can actually determine the origin of all of the universe because it you can't scientific you can't put it through the scientific method. Um, so there are disagreements that I have with what some people would consider our accepted science. So I'm, I'm not saying you always take on faith what scientists say, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that you can't um, take scriptures that really have nothing to do with the science. The, hmm, excuse me. Scriptures that are not speaking scientifically mm-hmm. and in, it, say that that's what it means. Like you said earlier, when you read Song of Solomon, do you assume that the Queen of Sheba or whoever it is that, that Solomon's talking about had goats running down her face? <laughs> That her neck was actually walled, you know, that there were actual like bricks in her neck. Like, if if you take that, if you take the Song of Solomon literally, she would be absolutely hideous. Right. She'd be a, a stinking monster to look at. But that's not the point of what Solomon is saying. <laughs> he's using metaphor. He's using uh, poetry to describe um, what he loves about his bride. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same in isaiah when he says as the pregnant woman approaches the time to give birth she writhes she writhes and cries out in her labor pains thus were we before you or o lord he's not saying that they were all women and that they were all in labor like <laughs> yeah it's it's a metaphor right yeah yeah i mean or, or not even that even a man can understand what that feels like he's, he's not saying that either but he's contrasting what that that pain and that anticipation and yeah yeah so so the bigger issue is not not the conspiracy theory ness of the whole thing but the bigger issue is how you interpret scripture and and being faithful to what god has given us i know i've said this before Mm -hmm. but the scripture is the revelation of god god has given us scripture to show us who he is and so we, as Christians, ought to be faithful to what he has revealed. Right. You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. You have to attempt to find out what God is saying in Scripture, not what you want him to say. Yeah. Because God says things that I don't like. <laughs> well, and like, not necessarily like what you would want him to say. I can completely understand like if you're... If you're not used to reading the Bible, if you don't really necessarily know how to read the Bible and you just you've just heard people tell you that it's true and you sit down and you start to read it, it's going to be hella confusing. <laughs> like it, you're going to be really confused cuz you're not you're not going to know enough about the Bible itself to be able to understand it. Like mm-hmm. how each book were, was written. Yeah. Um, the the type of book that it is. Yeah. Like, if you don't know those things, then yeah, it's going to be really confusing. You're going to think that either Christians are crazy or you're going to, yeah, take everything literally and mm-hmm. Believe all of these crazy things. I mean, I think we've mentioned it once before, but um, 
in another episode. Uh, but like Rachel held Evans like standing on her roof um, because she, well, she was mocking the Bible because of some things like taking it quote unquote literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's going to be really confusing unless you understand what you're reading. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And in the eight years of us being married, I don't know that I've ever heard you use the term hella before <laughs> until this moment. So that was interesting. <laughs> I think I read it on a meme last night and that's why it's in my head. Okay. I don't even I'm remember like, what the meme like said. like early 2000s. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You could get kicked out of a youth group for using that one. So you better be careful. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think another example of that, um, one that's been brought to my attention more recently, like within the past few years, is how people will take um, Old Testament stories and will um, say that the point of those stories is to be like the, the, the hero of the story or the main character in that story and not oh, yeah. use the main character, not say that the main character in all of scripture is God. But for instance, um, a few years ago, we went through a study of the life of David at our church. And man, as we were going through it, it really hit me how terrible of a person. Stop dropping that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm playing with a crayon and I keep dropping it on the table. But how terrible of a person David was. Yeah, he was hella human- bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just some of the terrible things that he did. I mean, he was a horrible father. All his children were pretty screwed up. Um, he was a horrible husband. Uh, he murdered a man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the Uriah is the prominent one, but there, yeah. there are multiple people. Um, so what I'm saying is I think a common thing that I've seen in within different churches is that they, they tend to take the story of David and say, you know, to look at his life and say, we need to be like David. And certainly it, there are things about David's life that we should sling that stone mimic. and kill those giants. Yeah. Yeah. David exhibits some good qualities. I'm not saying everything David did was bad. And I, because God said he's a man after his own heart. I think there yeah. are th- things but it's that a, David it's did. It's mainly a picture of the grace of God. The grace of God, yeah. The whole point is not that David is the hero of the story. Or that he was good in any way. Yeah, or that we should be like yeah. David was. The whole point is that David was screwed up. He needed God's grace. Even someone who was who had the Holy Spirit with him needed god's grace he messed up royally no pun intended (laughs) and you know he did things that if prominent church leaders did them today well i mean you'd go to jail you'd be killed you'd be killed straight up um you'd get the death penalty if you did what he did but uh, yeah i guess what i'm saying is i i see that more commonly today and that's a way that we interpret scripture improperly 
is by saying that we need to be like the people in scripture, not like the God who rescues those messed up people. Right. Like we, we should definitely be able to see our um, kinship with those people and, and identify with the faults of David, with the faults of different people. I'm using David in particular because that's when it first hit me about how bad these heroes of the faith are. Mm-hmm. Um, but through all of scripture, the, the scripture is a story of God. God is the main character. We have our bit parts to play. But God is the main character, and He's the one that we should be looking towards in all of it, not right. uh, not man, except except to bring about the parts where we need redemption. Like right. that's our parts to play. Um, well, and I mean, in the flat earthers' defense, the cr- Christian ones, anyways. Um, they're holding to this view because they see it as what God says is true because right. that's how they're understanding scripture. Right. Um, but we're just saying that it is a misunderstanding. Yes. Yes. On, on multiple levels. Yeah. So the, in the first place, it's a misunderstanding of how you interpret scripture and the use of literal terms and and what should be taken literally and what should be taken figuratively and what the scripture is actually attempting to tell us mm-hmm. um when jesus gave the great commission and said you know make disciples of those in judah and samaria and to the ends of the earth he wasn't saying go all around this flat earth and make disciples that was not his point at all he was saying to the uttermost parts that you can reach make disciples Mm -hmm. that's our call that's our life he wasn't saying the earth is flat guys so to twist the scripture and to say oh jesus was saying here because the ends of the earth you can't have ends on a ball jesus was saying the earth is flat it's disrespectful hmm um, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're right. So, and so, uh, sorry. So on one level, that is, like you said, like you said, we want to show grace. We understand that it's um, people trying to understand the scripture. So on that level, mm-hmm. if you're using, if you're reading scripture and this is what you see from the right. scripture. We well, would and in- if somebody throws a bunch of like scripture verses at you, you know, being someone who wants to follow God and be obedient and believe his truth, you're like, oh, wow, like they have a lot of verses backing them up. But that's, that's, the thing is that they're just throwing scripture verses at you. Right. Like they're not putting any of those in context. Right. Or attempting to find out what those verses mm -hmm. are actually trying to say. Yeah, like all, all of the things that I have read so far, um, and and these are like flat earth believers right? Um, defending their position. They've all, they, yeah, it's all just been throwing scripture verses out there. Like it, they're not, ex- 
they're not putting them in context. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at the, I don't even think I've heard anyone reference like Greek or anything like that. It's just throwing stuff out there. Now there, there probably are some out there who claim to be able to back stuff up with Greek. I just haven't read them, mm-hmm. but it, it just seems like a lot of willy nilly throwing scriptures around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And there are a couple videos that I would suggest that have kind of helped me. And to be honest, I haven't studied this very thoroughly, but everything that I have seen exhibits the same problems. And so that's why, you know, I wanted to bring it up, but I'm not a scholar. I don't, I don't know. You know, I can't say these are the reason, the only reasons why people believe, but this, these are the ones that keep popping up um, that I have seen. So I'll, I'll link in the description one video that helped me that was 75 verses that prove that the earth is flat. Was it 75 or 25? 75, because they're in groups of three. It's 25 numbers, 25 different ones, but in groups of three. So oh, where a phrase okay. is used, ends of the earth. There, here are three different scriptures that use ends oh, of the earth. Oh, okay. Um, so that one helped me. But that one, I want to say, so the first level is this scriptural interpretation and taking things too literal. The second level, I would say, is scripture codes. And I went into this earlier. It just like... Guys, just stop it. When the you Bible start, is not the Da Vinci Code. It's not. So can God hide things, you know, that we can only find out later? Sure, God can. He's omnipotent. You know, he, he has done things that we don't even understand. He created the whole dang universe. Like that it's, it is, God is incomprehensible. Yeah. Sure, he can. But if we understand that scripture is the revelation of God, there's no reason for him to do that. He's not a God of confusion. He's yeah. Not gonna, yeah. And why would he hide this stuff for us to find it now? I mean, you start delving into that gets into the whole conspiracy theory angle of, oh, well, Satan has everyone deceived and NASA is NASA has that little uh, red mark that looks like a T. And if you take all the letters in NASA and add that T, it spells Satan. <laughs> no joke. I've seen that in a video. Oh my gosh. No joke. Or they would use that red mark as, um, as a snake's tongue where it splits off. Oh. And they say that, yeah. My goodness. So NASA is the personification of Satan on the earth. Um, so Satan is just trying to deceive us into thinking that we're on a ball instead of flat earth. You know, he, he doesn't really care about our souls. Just, uh, you know, just uh, that heliocentric model, bro. That's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. People like that really, I mean, if I'm being honest, it makes me really sad. People who are yeah. like super into like conspiracy theories because really how are you glorifying God in that? Like how, how is that drawing you closer to him? Like you just being super tinfoil hat and like woke. 
Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Someone enlighten me. Oh, no. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but contact us at <laughs> so talk to me podcast at gmail.com or so underscore talk to me on Twitter and enlighten us <laughs> so that we can understand because we are deceived by NASA. Okay. I mean, it is sorry. ridiculous, but we shouldn't laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at sorry. People's and expense. That actually, uh, that's a good segue into another video that I'm going to recommend. I'll put a link in the description. And this one um, is not done by a Christian. At least I don't think he's a Christian. Um, but there's a very popular YouTube channel, Vsauce. And uh, he does a video on the flat earth theory. And I was super impressed by his graciousness and how um, it does get it seems like he's mocking a little bit, but then he comes back from it and he's like, well, no, this is why you would believe, this is why you would think X, Y, Z, why you would think about this flat earth. So I highly recommend this video because it shows a couple things. It shows how to interact respectfully mm. um, with the other side. I would, I would recommend that in everything, be gracious in all things, season your salt uh, with grace. Yeah. Or excuse me, season your salt. Dang it, season your speech <laughs> with grace. Um, be respectful for people who even ha who have differing opinions of all kinds. Um, all kinds of people have all kinds of crazy theories about things. I'm sure you disagree with me about a lot of things. Be respectful. Be gracious. Um, you know, stand up for the truth. But I think that it's a really good example of how to be gracious in a scientific from a scientific standpoint. Mm -hmm. The other thing about the video that I really like is that at the end of the video, he comes to the conclusion that, hey, maybe they are right. Maybe we're right. Um, it's all the way that you interpret the facts. Kind of leaning towards there is no truth. Kind of a relativistic mindset mm -hmm. or worldview. And that struck me because, like I said when we first started, if you don't have... God, Jehovah, as the, if your worldview is not biblical, then you have no leg to stand on when it comes to any type of logical thinking, because there's nothing behind your logic. There's no reason why logic would be true if you don't have a logical creator, mm -hmm. if you don't have a logical God who has revealed himself to be that way, Right. Uh, if you don't have the Christian God. Uh, so those those two things really stuck out to me about this video. So I'd highly recommend it. I think it's like 10 minutes. It's a really good watch. Link in the description. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was going to plug the Dr. Jason plug Lyle it. Do it. Uh, video plug that it I was in, watching. Or not really watching, more listening to. Um, but yeah, uh, if you look up uh, Dr. Jason Lyle, um, just... On YouTube, doc, just type in Jason Lyle Flat Earth. There's a how do you spell Lyle? There are a few videos. Uh, L I S L E. There you go. Also, link in the description. I mean, we'll make yeah. it easy. But yeah, he he is um he is a crazy smart dude, like scientist. Um, oh my goodness! I mean, he's got like crazy credentials um he's a creationist christian 
with Institute of Creation. Creation Science Institute? Yes. There you go. Okay. CSI? I I don't know. NCIS? Yes. Exactly. New Christian Institute of Science? Yes. Wow, she's giving me the death stare, guys. <laughs> uh, anyways. And on that yeah, note. <laughs> Jason Lyle, good stuff. I was watching another video. Um, it was by these two really smart Canadian dudes. Um, but I didn't finish the video, but it was really good. If you just search um, for for Flat Earth, like Bible. I, I searched Flat Earth Bible because I specifically wanted arguments on like what scriptures people use. Um, but I mean, if you just search YouTube for a little while, I'm sure you can find some really good resources, but these are just a couple that, that helped with our minute research on the subject. Yeesh. But yeah. Anything else to say on that? I, I think I'm pretty, pretty much exhausted all my thoughts. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. Just be, be cool to each other guys. Like be seriously. Excellent. In, in not just in flat earth, but in all kinds of different theories. Like, Yeah. I mean, this is an issue, but it's not a salvation issue. Oh, no, definitely not. So don't be legalistic about it. The other th- side may say that it is, you know, because if you're deceived by Satan on this. Well, they're wrong. Then. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. Let them know. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Scrubs reference. Okay. So I feel like I should like smack a bunch of papers on the table. Um, You know, like I'm wrapping up the new story. Well, I don't even know how long we've been talking. Is there another subject you want to talk about? No. Good. Okay. We're good. We're done. Yeah. Unless you have anything, any other little subjects? Um, I don't think so. I mean, no, no, I'm not going to go into that. (laughs) I'm not going to. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We got nothing. Recos? Um, Yeah. I mean, gosh, my recommendations were just those videos, Vsauce, be cool to each other. Do you have recommendations? Um, go hang out outside, especially if you're in Austin, Texas right now, because the weather is awesome. Yeah. And it's not like this. Hopefully it'll still still be like this when you're listening to it. I can't make any promises because the weather is crazy and it does what it wants. God does what he wants. God does what he wants. And you shouldn't complain about it because he's God. Like he made the stinking place. Who are you? You're just, (laughs) you just take up space. (laughs) Sorry. That was rude. (laughs) I just mean in the billions of galaxies in our universe, you are just a tiny little speck. And you're telling God what to do and when to make it rain. Bro. Bro, check yourself. That's before my Before you wreck yourself. That's my reco. Check yourself. Before you wrecko yourself. More like check turd it. crappily. More, what? 
I don't know. All I right, just guys. Feel like saying stuff right now. I think we're done. I'm tired. Till next time. I don't know. What, what do we normally say till next time? I don't know. Okay, bye. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your spouse. I'm probably not gonna be super upset when she passes away. I'm gonna put that at the end of the podcast no, with no, no context. Are you actually recording right now? <laughs> <sighs> All right. I love my dogs. It's just hard to pay attention to them. And love on them well when you have two children that require your full attention. And when they smell terrible. They do smell terrible. And not just like a, they need a bath, terrible, but like her breath is just awful. Swanson is just, he needs a bath terrible. Yeah. Because he doesn't smell bad all the time. Missy, she's like, walks into a room and. Her breath is just awful. She smells like a butt. She's also like a hundred years old, so. Yeah. Lots of time to decay. Anyways, back to um, what you were talking about. Yes, and how none of this is going to go in the podcast. Some of it might no. go in the podcast. <laughs> you're just gonna, you're just gonna put sh- smells like a butt at the end of it with no context. I mean, that would be funny, like how flat earthers do with these Bible verses. Hey, oh, no context. Segway, sucker. <laughs>